Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to talk about a fantastic um, kids book called The Door in the Wall by... And you got the easy one, the title. The author's <laughs> name, I'm going to take a run at it, Marguerite D'Angeli, uh, 1949 Newbery winner. So, Which is... Uh, and it, it, you're right, it's a kid's book, but so valuable for adults. Oh, such a good read. And this, going back to the Newbery, that's really difficult to win, correct? Yes, it's difficult to win and difficult to spell because Newbery is N-E-W-B-E-R-Y, <laughs> just one R. So, uh, mm. yes, and that means it's going to always be in print. And it is a powerful 121 pages. Very, very small book, but very, it packs a punch. It does. It was quick to get through. And you know what I noticed? Did you read the introduction Introduction by her son? Yes. I loved it. That yes. was so sweet. And apparently, so I was looking through that. And so she's an illustrator too. And so I think those illustrations are hers. Yes. And it's very unique. Like I love them. They're very detailed. And there's a lot of depth in her illustrations. They're not super... Um, whimsical, if that if that makes no. sense, and yeah, and then their time, and I think she did a lot of research on the time she was writing. This is historical fiction, so yes. that makes the author have to work a little bit, you know. Yes. Here's the last paragraph her son wrote. Uh, well, kind of a little synopsis. It says, as always, Mama was astonished that anyone would think her work superior enough to win the Newbery Medal. And then it says uh, at the end, her sense of wonder and modesty about her talent were things that lent her work such charm in both text and illustrations. And her love of people, especially children, is evident throughout. Oh, is that not precious? It's beautiful. And so well said. What a, how to, what a great way to honor his mom, you know? Yes. Well, I had talked to you about, think about the kids in 1949, which this was hot off the press, and all the and teachers were using this book to teach with. What a powerful lesson those kids were learning in a, in a like he said, charming way. So yes. you have the main character, and his name is Robin, which is unique that he is um, kind of like we can connect a little bit. There's a plague going through, and he gets sick. And his mom is a lady in waiting, so she has to take care of the queen. His dad is a knight, so he has to go fight. Uh, uh, that's something I, what about you? Were you kind of, I never even thought about what happens to their kids. I know. Yeah. I never thought about that. Brother Friar, or no, Brother Luke. Uh, amazing this a, character. This is a good quote from him right off the bat uh, early in the book. Forget not to be thankful for all thou hast. And he's telling this to Robin, who cannot, he can't, he can't use his legs. Really helpless. And, and um, so, so he's, he's kind of bitter. As anybody would be, you know. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a book about mindset. 
how Brother Luke mm. actually changes Robin's mindset. When, when you think about it, nothing else is really changing but his mindset. Yes. And you always talk about that, Kate. You're always saying you really don't like the victim mindset when people say that and how, you know, and I, I, I realize everybody has bad things that happen to them. Some of us have lost our moms and dads. Some of us have lost children. Some of us have uh, diseases and illnesses, but guess what? There's nobody that's not been affected by, has not had something. Mm -hmm. But I had a friend Mm -hmm. that posted faith can move mountains, but sometimes God gives you the shovel. Oh, that's good. Oh, here's the quote from always remember that said the friar thou hast only to follow the wall far enough and there will be a door in it. Mm, So good. And what do you think that means to you, Kate? I think it's about overcoming life circumstances and not giving up that just keep keep going even if you don't know how it's going to turn out and throughout the story he's always asking brother luke well you know what if i what if i never walk again what if i can't stand up straight and all this and brother luke is so encouraging about keeping his focus on what he can do and it's like he in and brother luke is just so amazing like he seriously is i mean the the guy is a saint he's he's like rubbing his legs he teaches him to read and to write. He... Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a quote on page 29. It said, reading is another door in the wall. And that's when he is my favorite character, of course. And it is a door. Anything that helps you be successful is a door in the wall, a skill, a mindset. Uh, anything could be your door in the wall. And at the end, it even says that, you know, he, he found, he was saying you found your door in the wall. So it's kind of like you, you got to that point of maybe in your mindset, even of like understanding, like it's because I think that, that was a quote from Brother Luke too. Um, better to have shriveled legs than a shriveled soul or something. But wasn't yeah, that one I, of- I wrote that down. It says, fret not, my son. None of us is perfect. It is better to have crooked legs than a crooked spirit. Yes, I love that. So I think that's like when you understand what's really important too, I think that's your door in the wall when you're, you know, I think the wall is you're just trying to, trying to get to the door. So and I think during this time of, we have all the social media and you have pictures of what, you know, people are going to the Riviera on vacation and maybe, you know, you always get those kids who come back in, uh, in the fall of the year and some of them went to Disney World and some of them didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. But Brother Luke says the measure of success is what we do with what we have. Yes. And I mean, if you didn't go anywhere, you still, you, you lived, you, you played, you, you know, you still need to appreciate. And that's what um, Brother Luke it, he he hammers it and he even says remember even thy crutches can be a door and a wall that's true because he's able to, to yeah, yeah he's able to do way more than he could without him and I remember reading a book and I think I've told you about it was and I can't remember the name of it exactly but it was basically the power of slow reading like slow reading 
slow readers do catch a whole lot more than fast readers. Hmm. You know, it was being, you know, be intentional. I think mainly we, we, when people talk about fluency, sometimes kids think fast readers are good readers, but no, good readers are the ones that take away meaning. That's a good yes. reader. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. There was a point in here because here's a boy and he's crippled. So he can't run and play and do things. And he's supposed to be a page and that was going to be his life. I mean, he was supposed to go live in this castle and be a page. Well, now he's crippled. And so brother Luke uh, gets him to whittling. And at one point he's whittling something and it doesn't work out. And he like is mad at the tool. And this other monk says, tis not the tool that is at fault, but thine unskilled hands. If thou to learn to use it, patience and care are better teachers than a bad temper. Mm, that's good. And those and, kind of things come in, uh, come up. These I call those little jewels. Those are jewels because I'm like a little nugget. It's so good. But Robin took that, and then a while later, when he's working on another project, it said, "This was my favorite quote in there." Robin was learning patience. He had found out that the harder it was to do something the more comfortable he felt after he had done it. I love that. So he really took, he listened to what the monk said. And True. then he, he didn't stop. He, he kept carving or whittling and creating things. One of my so. favorites too, of course, you know, I have a plethora of favorite quotes, but this one, uh, it strengthens thy spirit to do a hard thing. I love mm, it. That's great. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that this could be, and, and one example of um, Brother Luke was when he wanted, he wanted Robin to think of someone besides himself, and he said, why don't you make this little girl a doll or something? Immediately, Robin doesn't want to do that. And then mm -hmm. just artistically and skillfully, Brother Luke changes that, reminded me of in Star Wars where they have nothing for you here. <laughs> the Jedi yeah. trick. It's kind of like what he did there. Because he's like, hmm. Because this is from the book. Uh, a girl's plaything? Asked Robin. And then he began to think what fun it might be to carve out a face. He might even make the arms and legs that so they would move. Yes, he said, I will try. So, I mean, that that is showing you the impact that brother look luke is having on robin but it's taking a lot of time oh and patience <laughs> what brother luke did in that moment too was give him purpose and yes. i think purpose is so powerful yeah i was thinking about the swimming too remember how he took him swimming and then he liked it at first but he even made him go on cold days <laughs> <laughs> which is so still good for you actually so Oh, yeah, now they've proven that. Now, mm -hmm. you know, people pay big, big money for that. So what did you think when you finished the book? I, I, what did I feel? I felt inspired and uplifted. Like this book leaves you feeling good. It, I, I really felt inspired by Brother Luke um, just to be kinder and more patient too. Like I'm like, oh, there's just so many good lessons that adults can take away from this too. So, yeah, but I really felt inspired and uplifted. How did you feel when you finished? I said, um, thankful uh, for what, um, what I have and work with what I have to be useful to others 
and to gain skills because you are never too you are never too old to mm-hmm. uh, or too young basically to improve that's so true you know how i love sue thomas fbi which you know mm-hmm. there's She's a, awesome there's a a show on there i mean this show was I, I forgot how old it was but it was old it was like 2000 something but there's a holocaust survivor and she's talking to sue she's deaf too sue's deaf and she's deaf but she's learning to swim and she never knew and then you know the guy there said you're learning to swim and she said am i you, do you think i'm too young <laughs> And she's like really old, but I'm thinking, yeah. yeah uh, and sometimes we want to limit ourselves with, with something. I'm slow. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, because you can always find an excuse. Oh yes. And I really, I learned how harps were made in the medieval times. I found that fascinating. You know, that was a lot of work and uh, craftsmanship, and and I like how she really dove into that. She so. had to do a lot of research. She's really, she really did. And then, you know, the, that guy, um, what was his name? I forgot it was like, but he was like the wind. He came and left. But I John was, Gone in the Wind. Yes. And then at one point, John Robin Gunn. says, man, they named well, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he left quickly. And the, so, you know, it has a climax. This, you know, the, there's enough in this uh intrigue for boys to appreciate it because there's a battle uh and you know there there's a climax which i'm not going to say anything but there is uh the the castle's under attack they're running out of water and all this kind of stuff is happening and robin is pushed to his limits he has to do something really hard so did he even have thought about doing had not he been trained by brother luke Oh, he wouldn't even, he would not have been physically ready or mentally ready to handle that. Brother Luke, he helped him he, physically, spiritually, and mentally, really, Brother Luke did. Yes. So, and that was one of the things I learned, is just that, that how, how kindness is contagious and life-changing, because Brother Luke was so kind, and that helped Robin be able to be kind and brave, and and Robin was kind to others, too. You know, it was just almost this... A rippling effect yeah and that is true that is that's kind of uh you you don't even sometimes you don't know the what what'll happen you throw the rock in the pond and it affects the mm-hmm. so i i, I loved did... it. i loved at the end it said something about um the courage you have shown and makes so bright a light that i cannot see whether or no your legs are misshapen oh yeah and and it, it, the wording in the book is cool is cool don't you think it is cool it, it really feels like it was written in medieval times like she the marguerite does a good job of making that it feel authentic like in that time period the way that they talk and all of that how did you i, didn't, I forgot to ask you how did you hear about it I think it was one of those that I got from the, um, it was one of those that was mentioned in another book or, um, yeah, no, but no person told me about it. So I think I, it's, you know how sometimes you read one book and it mentions a book or, um, 
but um, I'm, I, I had no idea. This was a kind of a shot in the dark. I don't even remember where I, I just went into thrift books and there it was. And I said, yes. and it says on the back that to read it by yourself, you need to be six, a sixth grader. And I would agree with that. So I what would, was your most memorable scene? I, I think I liked the one that I quoted a while ago where, where he's kind of throwing a little bit of a fit about the tool. And then um, the fryer says it, it's not the tool's fault. <laughs> it's not, uh, that was it's, good. You know, uh, your unskillful hands. Because we ha- I have kids every year that are mad because and they're upset because they can't read. Mm-hmm. So it's the book's fault. Yeah, that's kind of like people thinking it, you know, it's the car's fault if I get a ticket. No, no, it's your fault if you got a ticket, you know. What about that's you? true. Um, I think the most memorable scene was, and I won't go into detail, I don't want to spoil it, but was is when Robin had to do his really hard thing. And he's by himself. And it's basically kind of reminded me of The Hobbit, you know, like when... Oh, yes. He's all by himself, and right before he goes in to face the dragon, um, he has he says, you know, I think it was one of our favorite quotes, but basically he, ha- he already had fought the hardest battle before he went in, and that was the battle within himself, right? Yes, and that's a good connection. I feel like that was that, that moment. Robin's like, he had, he had that moment, and then it was full steam ahead into the, this hard extremely difficult situation and you know so I, I I love that and I love that this book highlights that um that you can do hard things and what was that what book was that that because you told me that before there's something that um I can't remember if it was Gretchen Rubin or somebody but that's that's something important for our our the next generation to understand that and tell them instead of that looks great. It's like you can do hard things. Like oh, that's they need Angela, to know. Angela Duckworth. Oh, okay. is that grit? Yeah. Okay, that's the grit lady. Yeah. Okay, and but that's also there's so been a, a lot of information on that. Don't say, "Oh, you're wonderful. You're smart. You're this." Just say, "Good work. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of you for your effort." And um, I think you know because with self-esteem, if it's empty, it's not worth much. Yes. You know, if I praise someone and they didn't do their best, what am I saying? What am I actually saying to a kid if I say, oh, good job, and it wasn't? Well, then when they do do a good job and you say it, it won't have as much impact. Yeah, and they're not stupid. They'll know that that, kids actually know, you know. That's the good (laughs) thing about sports. I mean, you can't say, oh, good effort. I know it didn't go through the hoop, but it almost did. Way to go. Nobody does that. Either it goes in or it doesn't. But I do like having a response to when my boys say, you know, it's like something, if they're doing something and they say, oh, this is hard. The, the immediate response is, but you can do hard things. Like, yes. you know, I think it's, it's such, it's so nice to have that in your pocket. Like, this is hard. And it's like, but you can do hard things. And I think we need that for ourselves too. You know, you're like, oh man, this mm-hmm. is hard, but I can do hard things. So, well, you know, when they say this is hard, then say, oh, good. Oh, good. Because mm-hmm. if it was easy, you wouldn't. When, when the boys were with me and the, there was onions in the meatloaf, that's, Jonah said, Nana, there's an onion in here. And I said, <laughs> oh, my goodness, what a great opportunity for you to conquer the onion. Conquer it. And he, and he just put it in his mouth and ate it. And he said, I conquered it. I said, way to go. 
<laughs> and, and then Titus, of course, had to eat his because, you know. You know, can't let little brother get one up on you. Does that remind you of, uh, remember the Titans when uh, Coach Boone is in there and that assistant coach is touting off Yost's, Yost's accomplishments and Coach Boone doesn't say anything except, what an opportunity for me to learn from the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of being upset or anything, he just, you know, and then when it's turned around, it's hard to be humble. Mm -hmm. it's hard to be humble so and I don't think Robin was humble until he lost his leg the use of his leg yes and isn't that true that sometimes what we consider the worst thing to happen to us actually might be the best oh definitely And, and just like what brother Luke said you know the the crooked legs are better than a crooked spirit and and he was because at the very beginning this lady is, it's not his mom, you know, but he's obviously he's upset by his situation, but she's bringing him food and he throws it across the room that is or true. on her. It, I think it gets all over her too. And so he kind of had a crooked spirit. He was, so. he was a brat, mm-hmm. he was. but that was in the Bible recap I read today. And it was talking about how, when you're strong, sometimes your faith is weak. But when mm-hmm. you're weak, your faith is strong because it was talking about Solomon's son. He, he was pretty puffed up with himself and he, he lost sight of God, which, you know, David had, was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you can either be after God's heart or you're going to be after your own heart. That's where your two choices, basically. So Robin was all about himself. I'm going to be a page. I'm going to go here, you know. He was all about himself. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Brother Luke was about everybody else. And I serving. think, yes. And, and uh, Robin, I think, be, you know, it's important who you hang around too. And so, you know, I, I'm like, I want to go, I want to go hang out with Brother Luke. Yeah. Where so, is Brother Luke? Yeah, what is his address? What a wonderful um, jewel to find this uh, little book. I mean, sometimes I, 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 how did I not read this? I don't know, but uh, I know. I, was, I feel like this should be on a must read list. I've never heard of it either, but it, it, it would be if we need to make a list and we need to put this on the must read list. Well, you know how you asked me questions at the end of the year and you said, this one here will come up on that list. It'll mm-hmm. be in my top 10 because it, first of all, it surprised me. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, a kid's book you know all that but really man everybody should read this I mean everybody should read this because and it's so quick it's an easy read yeah yeah I'm gonna try to get your dad to read this one (laughs) I was just like I remember we had a preacher a long time ago and he talked about this everybody is grumpy when it was rainy and they were all upset in the and this little boy said weather doesn't make the day and I said, oh, that is so perfect because that's what this book's about. Your circumstances don't determine your joy in life. No. If, if your purpose is to serve God and, and please him, you can do that in whatever, whatever state you find yourself in. Yes. And I think this, is, this nails it. Mm-hmm. But she did it in such a delightful way. It's just, um, yeah, I didn't even realize that she... I think the cover illustration was done by someone else, but the sketches on the inside 
like you said. Those I think her, her. Yeah, because I read that she she started illustrating like like Sunday school paper or something like that is how she started into illustrating and she was actually staying professionally for a little bit um and she she did a lot of kids books and she died at like 98 so she lived a full life wow and Man. the other thing that was cool is that like a theme kind of throughout her books um is that we are really all the same and that we all deserve tolerance care consideration and respect and i'm like i feel like you really got that through this one too like you know there's because there's different ranks at this time obviously of there's there's poor and then there's the you know the knights and all of that but and isn't that so true even today people think you know that your um your ethnicity that separates people but really it's money that separates people the poor and the wealthy mm-hmm. basically that is the big separation all the time and i think that that is uh, has always been that way mm-hmm. you know and she's saying basically be useful if you are useful you will you know bring something to the table and kind of what Brene Brown says too like people 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 you know we're all people we you know you get down to the core we're all the same in an essence you know we all want to be loved and all of that so it's like I I like how she kind of brought that out Mm -hmm. but what you do with that and I think you're you're so right I forgot about the beginning of the book when he threw the food at the lady who was bringing it to talk about biting the hand that feeds you you know yeah you're so right uh to bring that up because that shows you the contrast of the robin at the beginning and then the robin at the end yes and how he he changed himself with the help of the people he met along the way he did but you're right he did listen to him he asked Mm -hmm. for advice and he did heed that advice Yes. So, so if you guys, if, if you guys are asking for advice on a book, please read The Door in the Wall. Hey, <laughs> if you're anywhere around Perryton and you want to borrow my copy, I'll give it to you because it's a beauty. It's a great book. So we gave it five stars. Oh, so, yes, we did. And uh, anyway, I think that's a wrap on The Door in the Wall. And we will see you on the next one. Keep those pages turning and those book lights burning. Thanks for listening. Hello? Anybody out there? I am not connected, I guess. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Can okay. you hear me? Yes. Oh, shocker. <laughs> Is Amanda there? This is her. Oh, hey, Amanda. <laughs> hey. Teacher extraordinaire. Hey. Good to hear your voice. You sound so youthful. I guess that's <laughs> because you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> Well, I have technology problems, so that's the, but we really do thank you for this uh, recommendation. You're welcome. So have you read all of them?
Um, no, I have read two, but um, I feel like I've read a lot of them because my students love Alan Grant. Okay, so that's how he, I didn't know how to say his name. So, Grant, <clears throat> how'd you say it? I think it's Gratz. Gratz, okay. Grazie, Gratz. Okay. <laughs> Is this there, Kate? I, I hear you, but I don't hear her. It says she's connected. But, uh, well, she, do you know she read it in like two or three days? It's, yeah, it's really good. It didn't take me very long either. But I didn't, because, um, okay, so I'll just tell you while she's connecting that I'm, now I'm reading The Golden Spiders. Okay. Because that's what Simon said, you know, when he gave his little speech. And it is really good. But when I checked the copyright, guess when, Guess what? The copyright's 1950-something, which would be wow. after World War II. It, yeah, it would. And I didn't know if any of your kids had caught that or you caught that. Um, I did not. Um, none of my honors children said anything if they did catch it. <laughs> I have one or two that might have, um, but they didn't say anything if they did. Well, I told Sis, I think what happened, because the copy, two books by this author. Mm -hmm. And um, the first one was in 1937 was the copyright. So if he had a combo like I've got, and you yeah. just look at the front, then it looks like 1937, you know. Because apparently Nero Wolf was really popular, and he's so funny. There's a guy in there, Archie, and Archie's very funny. I've just read like a couple chapters, and I already just love um, Archie. He's funny. I'll have to do that. I'll have to read it. Yeah, you know, if you want to just, uh, I think it's just we just read Agatha Christie, but I think this is different because naturally I'm going to like it because it has kids in it. Yes. So, and then this uh, the guy that Archie works for. He, the, the detective, he's kind of ornery, I think, because he just wants things th his way, you know, and Archie um, pokes, he pokes the bear. <laughs> That's good. But had you talked to Kate? H has she been on? I have not heard from Kate. Okay, because on my screen, it says she's connected, and it says yeah. you're connected, and it says I'm not. <laughs> but... Mine says I'm not, so I wonder if that's just. And she hasn't texted me. Yeah, it's a thing about. Uh, so she said you're going on a vacation. Yes, um, my friends and I go somewhere fun, fun every five years or so, and so we're gonna go to Boston and do all the history. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be so much fun. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, okay. I taught history for a while, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> well, yeah, I look forward to seeing. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Finally, I am so sorry. Oh well, uh, it says you're connected, so you weren't. Okay. I was connected, so uh, this is I actually had to use Garrett's phone. Uh, so and I sent him the link. And uh, anyway, crazy. I don't know why it's doing that. Weird. So. Yes. I apologize. I apologize. I could hear y'all, but I was like, I knew y'all couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, so, we couldn't hear you. And I said, have you talked to Kate? And she said, no. Nope. <laughs> like, 
but anyway well thank you so much Amanda what grade do you teach by the way I'm teaching seventh grade right now do you do you love it I do love it that's awesome and it's history is that what the no um it's it's ELA um yeah when I taught in the small schools I taught all the things in junior high so (laughs) well thank you so much for being on you prefer Amanda yeah, yeah that's, yes. Watch first. Small school or large school? Um, there's, well, you know, positives okay. and negatives for both. I enjoy the small school community, um, but I enjoy, like, the collaboration of a large school. That's exactly what I, I think, too. I think it's so good that you had both experiences, though. I really yeah. do. Me, too. I feel like I've grown a lot because of both. Mm-hmm. So, I was the only third grade teacher, and then there were nine third grade teachers, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But collaboration's huge. Yes. Let's get you rolling. Ready? You ready to get started on Project 1065? Okay. And welcome to the recap book chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a special guest with us, someone that I grew up with, Amanda Darty, who actually recommended this book. So thank you, Amanda, for joining us and helping us out with this recap today. You're welcome. I'm super excited. So first question is like, where did you hear about uh, Project 1065? Um, one of the sixth grade teachers um, recommended that the sixth graders read Refugee. And so as the seventh grade teachers, we wanted to choose an author that we thought that they would like. And we knew that they loved refugees. So we chose Project 1065. Oh, nice. I'd never even heard of this guy. How do you pronounce it? It's Alan, is it Grass? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's, I, I didn't even know, I looked him up and he had written like 17 novels. So um, yeah. how, how many of those have you read? Um, just the two, um, but the kids love him and they're always checked out of the library, all of his books. I believe it. I wish, I wish I'd known about this when I was in high school. So, I mean, I love the, the combination of history and fiction. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, yeah, Kate, Kate, why don't you tell us how fast you read it? <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I was still, I hadn't finished it until we had this set up. Uh, we set it up last minute, which thank you for doing that. And uh, I was like, oh, I was like halfway through. So I was like, oh, I need to, I'll finish it. <laughs> but it's, such, it's a really quick read because it's yes. so action packed. So. Yeah. I read it quickly too. And we paced it for the kids, but um, I had a lot of kids who were like, I'm not pacing this. <laughs> oh, it would be hard to follow a pace on this. It would be. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I'll try not to uh, ruin and uh, no spoiler alert. So I'll try not to say anything about the ending. What okay. an ending, though. What an ending. <laughs> but let's talk about the beginning. <laughs> So the main character is Michael. Did you say O'Shaughnessy? Or is that how you said it? O'Shaughnessy? He's Irish. That sounds right. That sounds right. 
We did listen for the audible in class a lot. So the, all of the um, languages would come through correctly. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty, that is, I mean, this would be a good uh, one if somebody, I, I was thinking about those teachers who did, had to do summer school, and I said, man, this would be so good if you had people that really weren't interested in reading to have them read this. Yeah. And you could listen to it, an audible, that'd be great. So, yeah. um, who was your favorite character? Um, It's been since December. Maybe. Since I have opened the book and, you know, it's a school, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've already loaned mine, so I don't have mine either. Um, can you give me a, the characters' names real fast and then it will come back to me? Michael's well, the boy, the main yes, character. And he's 13. Yes. Simon is the shot pilot. down Jewish pilot. Yes. From, from Britain. Fritz okay. is his... I don't know, friend, I'll use that loosely. <laughs> I know. I think, um, <clears throat> without giving things away, I think Fritz is probably my favorite character. Just, And I think it had to do more with them creating their unusual friendship. It was unusual, true. Yes. Well, my favorite was the pilot. I loved him. And I'll, yeah. I have a quote. I, naturally, I do have a quote. But um, Simon, um, you know, this was during the time when the Nazis were burning books. And um, his when he was wounded and, and uh, Michael found him and brought him back to his parents' house. And they have these hidden books. His parents are the Irish ambassadors and they're living in Berlin. And he sees these books and, and Simon says, which one's your favorite? And then Michael says, oh, I haven't read any. And then he, he says this, um, he stared at me flabbergasted. You've never read any of them? You're in a country that is burning piles of books. Um, and I wrote this really little so I could get it all in. <laughs> books like these, you're, you're risking your life to stop the Nazis from doing it. You're fighting to give people everywhere the right to do what they want, read what they want, think for themselves. And you haven't even bothered to read any of them. The Nazis may as well throw them on the fire if you're not going to read them. I went, whoa. Okay, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So powerful. We were reading two books at the same time. Um, like half the class was reading one um, and half the class was reading another. And just so we could see that the burning of the books was like real and they did do that. And so we tried to make those connections and like and do some research to back up some of the things that were in the book. So what was the other book you were reading, Amanda? Um, the Book Thief. Oh, yeah, that that was so hard for me to read. Oh, my goodness. It was when bad things happen to kids. That's yes. really hard. Yeah. Yes. But this one, thank goodness, was not nearly as long as the book thief. True. You know, I think that's the, what I got mixed feedback on the book thief. And I think that was one of the reasons was that it was just kind of long. But well, you know, you can go like in here to me, it's like a deep dive. You go in there, you see it's terrible. You see what the Nazis are doing and how they're brainwashing the children and everything. But then there's a bright spot because Simon's always telling jokes. And he's there's some levity in this that the book thief didn't have. Very true. Very true. 
Yes, I loved the the action, and it really kept my boys into the book. You know, wait, we have to stop. What? Wait, no. Like, <laughs> every teacher's dream, huh? Yes, it definitely was. Are all his books like that with the kids, pretty um, much? Well, Refugee is three different perspectives. Ooh. And um, kind of like intertwining kind of thing. Um, so, no. And that one's um, very different time periods as well. The three different people are from different time periods. Um, so, I don't know about the other ones. Because, um, you know, I've only read the two, but... <clears throat> Well, he's gifted for sure, because I, I love this simile. Just walking to school was like trying to walk past a sleeping bear. Mm. Yes. I mean, does I, that just tell you about it? Whoa. Yes. I think the fact that he is a spy, like, you don't always get that perspective, like the, the youth perspective. Yes. Oh, Kate, do you have your book? Yes. Could you read the first line? Because it oh. starts out. The first line's amazing. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. The, the hook. Um, yes. The hook is wonderful. First line. It's hard to smile when you're having dinner with Nazis. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, 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 does it, what's the second line? Uh, second line. There were Nazis all up and down the long table talking and laughing and eating. There were Nazi soldiers in their gray German army uniforms. There were SS officers, members of Adolf Hitler's private protection squadron in their black uniforms and red armbands. And, and then does he tell you he's a spy pretty soon? It goes down for a ways. But, okay. but yeah. like the second chapter, maybe. I, I, I agree with you, Amanda. Like I feel like this book helped me see and appreciate what people, the spies of World War II, what they went through and like it, like there's there's really no good situation for them they're they're sacrificing something and they're put in the like the hardest toughest spot and i'm just like oh man th he did a great job of showing that and i've never really thought you know there's we, we've read books with some spies in there and that always just is it, i'm in awe of people that were able to do what they did so yeah. it's astonishing i agree um i also like the short chapters Yes. Yes. I liked the short chapters because yeah. um, we would turn the page and it would be just a little little blurb. And the kids are like, that's a chapter? <laughs> yes. Like, and then it gave us, like, we could talk about creativity and how writers can do what they think works best for their stories. And, and the titles. Yes. Why do you think he did that? Why did you? Th why do you think he did, like short paragraph chapters sometimes? And and he um, he was his titles. Yes, I don't. the The seventh grade teacher in me wants to say um to keep the kids interested. Yeah, like, to keep them going. I think it helps build the suspense. Mm. Um, the little short chapters with the very creative titles. I really think that. Suspense is where that was going. That makes sense because he yeah. he did hold your attention. Yeah. 
I just, I, you know how Coach Moore used to always say, whatever doesn't kill you makes you, st makes you stronger. I didn't know that that guy was someone that the Nazis mm. loved. He was a Nazi hero. So I was just like, what? I know Coach Moore didn't know that. <laughs> And, but it did have some funny things, like it called Herr Professor Dr. Major Melcher, uh, that <laughs> yes. was his teacher's name, and he said, it took so long to ask him if you could go to the bathroom, you could wet yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, it was boy humor. Boys love that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh, yes. And, like, some of the descriptions in the story gave us a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Well, what about the fact for all teachers, I think you're, especially your age group, when um, Simon asked Michael, who has a photographic memory, he says, have you ever tried to hone it, practice getting better at remembering things? And well, Michael is like taken aback. He said, I never needed to. And uh, Simon says, your memory prove. And then it talks about, he teaches them how to play the Kim, the Kim game. Kim's game and so I had to order that book of course by Richard <laughs> Kipling and I'm and I'm thinking about doing and you might do that I was going to do that on slides make a slides picture put it up and then take it down and have everybody write on whiteboard on a mini whiteboard what they remember seeing because that's mm -hmm. what Simon did with him and and he named all the objects but he said what was what were the words on the eraser and then Michael went huh <laughs> I really look at yeah I love that idea yeah I mean I was excited about that I said oh I'm doing that next year and what about all the words because uh now I have a new uh word for my mess you know you always have a teacher mess well the German word is cuddle muddle so <laughs> get, get rid of this cuddle muddle in here oh. <laughs> that's good so what's something that y'all learned from the book besides cuddle muddle <laughs> okay how about um, Cosmax? <laughs> um, I don't know. Was we, there anything? Oh, go ahead. I, we used it to help us with our research. And um, so I think the kids really learned a lot about World War II in, in general. Um, and then they could see, like, um, we looked up the plane and all of the, anything to do with World War II, we were, we were game and we were um, helping build those connections and background knowledge. And so the plane was true then? Um, yes. That's cool. Yeah, that's in the back. We might not have had time to read that, but in the back, he kind of tells you what, what, what was true. I learned about the Edelweiss, or however you say that, Edelweiss uh, yeah. pirates. I yeah, didn't I didn't know about, about them either. Yeah. What word? Which, explain what those are, Mom. Well, um, that was, I, I knew that word from The Sound of Music, because mm -hmm. remember, they sing the song, um, yeah. and uh, it's a flower, but these pirates are the youth that hasn't been brainwashed by Hitler, and they go uh, around standing up for the actual German, the real German, not Hitler's. You, I didn't realize how much Hitler had, what do you want to say, brainwashed uh, the youth? I didn't realize that. 
Yeah. I, didn't I mean, either. I knew he did the people, but not the youth, you know. The whole thing mm -hmm. about, uh, I mean, in, in his description of that, you know, because, uh, and it made him sound like, um, I, I couldn't believe that Michael, he's only 13, to do, do what he does and make these decisions based on, you know, I mean, I, it, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing read. I mean, I would love this just as much as, um, junior well i did <laughs> i agree yes i enjoyed every minute of it yeah there you go <laughs> i didn't know about ireland either that ireland was they were con i i didn't realize that ireland was um in the like had spies and everything like that i had no idea i didn't either i found that super interesting i like the way he worded um, that that could have been at the so, end he said Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just saying. Uh, there might be a delay. Know, he said that Ireland was not as neutral as they appeared to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. So um, what was, if I know it was, you said December, but do you remember like kind of when you finished reading it, how did it make you feel or, you know, what was the the feeling that you got at the end of it, I guess, that the book kind of gave you, Amanda? Um, I don't know. I felt like I had been on such a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, honestly, I read it in the summer preparing for the next year. And my initial thought was, we have to read this in class. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, as soon as I finished, I was like, this has to be something that I share with, with others. And it's really good when you can do that in an author's written more, because then mm -hmm. they can read more of his books. Yeah. Yes. What a way to hook kids in. Seriously. Like, exp even those, the reluctant readers. Wait, that's an awesome way to hook them in. It yes. so. also, like, there's a whole genre of these um, historical fiction novels and a lot of new ones out there and so not not just this author but other authors as well um it's become i would say my favorite genre <laughs> i didn't yes. know about it in high school but i would say historical fiction is my favorite genre now yeah it's becoming mine too i, I um I appreciate that you recommended this to us so much, Amanda. So uh, do you have any other like top reads that you would want to throw out there? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know how to say her name, but another author within the same genre, um, Jennifer A. Nyssen. I think it's N-E-I-S-S-E-N. -S -S -E okay. um, she has a lot of books that are very similar in this nature. Usually are the they, female leads. Are they around World War II or are they um, Yes, I've also read one um, about the Berlin Wall. Hmm. That one was a, definitely a tur page turner. Like the families are separated oh, and the little girl wants to get to her family. Oh man. Is that, what would you say is your favorite time in history? Oh, goodness. 
be? I probably like the Dust Bowl depression time period. Oh, have, hey, Amanda, have you read The Worst Hard Time? No, but I probably need to write that down, don't I? Yeah, well, <laughs> that one, it's it's nonfiction, but it reads like um, fiction. And we read it kind of, I read it right when we read The Four Winds. If you haven't, have you read The Four Winds by Christian Hanna? Nope. Oh, well, yeah, you need to take that with you on your vacation. It's It'd be, oh man, it's powerful. It's the Dust Bowl. That, I mean, I think it mentions Delhart and some places around here. Are these adult books or? Um, I, yeah. Okay. You know, if it's if it's gonna go on my shelf, then I buy it. But if it's gonna be just for me, then I usually do it online. <laughs> yeah. The the worst hard time might be read, but but it, I think it would be more of a high school instead of junior high. Okay. But, uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's powerful powerful but yeah i have another quote guys four okay. loyal four loyal mules are suitcase packed with death nazis nazi germany's chief export oh Ooh, powerful yeah and you know at, at, at one time uh this is michael said when the war was over the world would be ruled one way or the other by freedom or fascism by hope or by fear so i thought oh i mean he's 13 right i know i kept i'm like i don't even know what i was doing at 13 and i'm just like the weight that he had at 13 on his shoulders was just unreal oh and we did not discuss his fear his unrational fear of heights oh we didn't that plays a role in the entire plot of the story. Yes, it, it's it, it's really important to the whole thing because he can't get into the Hitler thing, the Hitler youth thing that he wants in because he fears heights. And Simon helps him, and Fritz yeah. helps him. And what what was and he helps Fritz mm -hmm. by beating the tar out of him. <laughs> 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 Because apparently Irish can fight really well. Apparently. That was a very important event to help get my kids interested and keep them going in the story. And that's another way you could take that, Amanda. When you read this and you find out about that, that's a fear. They could even look that fear up. And yeah. then you could talk about fears that we all have and how do we conquer our fears. And yeah. I mean, it's... a it had a lot of different avenues you could take. It definitely does. Too bad I don't have so much more time. <laughs> I think an avenue that I took just or that it led me to was just the fact that um, we need to be think for ourselves. Like, you know, how yes. easy people fall into the to thinking what the what they're they're wanting them to think that the propaganda and all of that. And I'm just like, man, it, it really motiv motivates me to drill into my kids like how to think for themselves do your own research and and then also to know that a red flag is kind of someone or an entity that is not encouraging 
you for like an open or unbiased research or or something that's not encouraging you to ask questions or anything like that I feel like you should automatically know that's okay that's not good you know like for 13 year olds I mean sorry it was really a big thing for 13 year olds not to be swayed by other people's opinions yes huge huge yeah because in that time period that's all they are swayed by usually mm-hmm. so true so anyway so i think that is a wrap on project 1065 um if you haven't read it we highly recommend it i we gave it five stars would you give it five stars amanda i guess so because you recommended okay. it. <laughs> so anyway thank you so much amanda for joining us and helping us dive into project 1065 And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Oh, awesome job, guys. Well, and she's going to go to Boston. So, uh, how fun. Yeah. Have a spot of tea for us. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Um, Been a long time in the making. Thank you, COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Makes me want to watch National Treasure or something, you know? So I've never been up that way. I've been to Washington, D.C. a couple times, but never made it over to Boston. Well, the boys, when I kept the boy, Kate's kids, uh, they loved this show that was on this. uh, I have Up, Faith and Family, and they have a show called Sue Thomas FBI. And so, um, yeah, they always wanted to know what the buildings were. And I said, that's the Lincoln Memorial. That's the Washington Monument. And they and now uh, I'm sure they're they're already signing. She's a deaf FBI agent, and she read lips, and she helped him. It's all true. It's really wow. cool. That's so, great. Yeah. So now Kate's going to have to. Can, she's teaching up. She taught him more sign language, and they're going to town with it. <laughs> it's fun. That is fun. I wish that we had sign language as an option when we were in school. I know. I think that's. I mean, how useful is that? You know. I agree. I'm like, I feel like even if you don't know it fluently, but just if you meet someone who's deaf, like you literally can't communicate. I guess besides smiling, you know, it's like you can't really communicate. So, but kids love it. I taught them the the alphabet, and we practice spelling words with it, and we learn the colors and some other stuff. But I don't know. Kids just like doing it. They loved it. Mm-hmm. They were a lot faster than Miss Barnes was. I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what was that again? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't get this quote in, guys. I screamed like a baby that dropped his pacifier. <laughs> okay, now talk about the ending. What about the ending, oh, gee, ladies? Yeah. I know. I had kids who read ahead, and they would look at me and just look at me. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, don't say anything. They don't never look at told me. <laughs> wow. I so wanted Simon to make it. Uh, I no, just we read we read the outsiders at the beginning of the year. And so we have to have the, you can't ruin the book talk. And so by the time we got to that, they, they knew better. <laughs> well, well that's good. Some... That's self-control. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, you know, that last joke that Simon told was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. When, you know, when he, he what the British guy said that he wanted to go first when he heard that Danny Boy was going to be played on the bagpipes and all that, he said, I just want to go first. I thought it, he's he's making a joke and he's fixing to, you know, die. But, yeah. 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 
I'm just, I am glad the parents made it though. I don't know if I could have handled it if the parents didn't make it. I mean, if you lost I, Simon and the parents, then I agree. I kind of want like a follow up. Like, I don't know. I want to know what happened next. Yeah, I need an epilogue here. Yeah. <laughs> How did his life play out? <laughs> I well, agree. He, he's a hero for sure. I mean, yeah. could be 13. and But I, I think he will always be a reader after his encounter with Simon. Yeah. I agree. Yes. And I wrote those down. Uh, Maltese Fa- Falcon, the Orient Ex- Murder on the Orient Express, and uh, Golden Spiders. Kim, I said, yeah, I, I don't want Simon getting on to me. I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was, I mean, uh, and one quote from Simon that I didn't put in there was, a broken heart is harder to mend than a broken nose. Mm. True. Because he had his own heartache with the because he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. The the girlfriend that he had, her dad didn't like him. So I mean there's a lot of prejudice. Yes. Which I'm always like, how do people know that he's Jewish just by his name? I did, I don't know. Cause I, I was always surprised when he like he didn't he said his name and he's like, Oh, you're Jewish? I'm like, I would not know that someone's yeah, Jewish yeah. just by the name. So, Mm-mm. well, I, I wouldn't know either, but I guess uh, somehow hmm. I don't know how how they know. But anyway, well, we'll let you go, Amanda, and okay. I don't have fun on your Boston trip. I will, and it's been nice chatting with you. Yeah, yeah we thanks, need to do it thank again. You so much, thank you so much. Yes, tell your mom hi. I will. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, sis. I'm trying to stop it.